This is episode 250 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel. Give me the rules now, Manzano. Ah, <laughs> you took a second. For... You cut out the first part. <laughs> Conveniently. I did. Okay. There was more to that, people. There was more <laughs> to that. <laughs> Will the notorious G-R-O-G-U Hegwood. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Ryan, belt power is pretty strong. Stan Azuski. Can confirm. I finally got my Gold Squadron Championship of 2021 belt given to me by Dion at Crossroads. Served me very well. I was very happy. <laughs> well, as for announcements and news, we've been talking about it every week. You know that Adepticon is coming up. This premier level event, this official premier level event being put on by yours truly gold squadron super excited here that's happening the last weekend of march if you haven't gotten your tickets it's not too late go ahead get signed up and um i know pe people like marcel are super excited for it because he's ready for the new rules and from from what i've heard from what i've heard um like even even the, the no joke over the weekend, I had a conversation with a person, and basically, like, even the head of North American, uh, of the North American side of uh, Asmodee is like, we need these rules, and it's stuck in Lucasfilm. They're like, let's go. Can we have our rules, please? So that was an interesting conversation I had this weekend. Uh, so soon, soon, they're hoping for end of February Let's, uh, let's hope that's the case. Uh, and this podcast brought to you by our Gold Squadron patrons. Becoming a patron is a way to become a part of our large group of supporters. And I'll tell you, we're doing some cool stuff at Adepticon. Today, I was able to order a bunch of new gear for some of the stuff that we're going to have uh, ha have happening at Adepticon. Uh, so should be super awesome. And um, I am waiting on a couple more rolls of stamps. And I will be done sending out the Pursuit Squadron. And this week. We are going to start voting on our next uh, Patreon set, which is going to be the Resistance, the Heroic Squadron, of course. Had, had to call it the Heroic Squadron. Why wouldn't you? As Ryan Staniszewski looks at me with, with <laughs> slightly shaking his head. I had to. The people have spoken, Ryan. I had to. All righty. Well, um, if you were watching this weekend, we actually had a pretty big audience. We had the Crossroads Classic over the weekend, and uh, it was absolutely awesome. Uh, about 90 players showing up to Family Time Games in Indiana and uh, putting on an awesome event. We used the black box rules, the same ones that were used at the Las Vegas Open. Um, basically, the second event, that uh, large event that was using that, uh, that rule set in, in preparation and waiting for uh, the upcoming rule changes for 2.5 essentially in my mind i've kind of called black box like 2.25 it's about you know we, we're using most of the rules but we don't have them all yet and uh you know we will we will soon um we're gonna break down the uh the top cut list and all that but i want to have a different conversation first um because 
I am super happy that we are getting back to playing in person and that we are having this opportunity to to meet each other, uh, to play games. And, you know, uh, Ryan and Will, you guys were in that room. There was a lot of excitement in that room, right? You could feel it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially even the, the organizers as well. They were super excited, even though they didn't get to play, to uh, host it and Crossroads is kind of a big, uh, big banner for the indie guys. It's one of the longer-running um, non-FFG organized events in the U.S. Uh, so, and they're they're always really excited to have everyone from all corners come from. There's, I found out there's even a couple guys who drove up from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Exactly, exactly. Now. With these premier events starting to pop up more, we have next weekend the Cherokee Open, which my friend Stephen Parker has told me there's still tickets available for that. So if you're going to hang out there, uh, head on over and, and get your tickets for the Cherokee Open. Um, but I think it's important, especially because we, uh, we've been in isolation for so long, Many people we have we have a mix of people players that haven't played in person in this type of competitive event ever right that's number one um, we have players that have and they're coming back um, and I want to take an opportunity to reestablish what what I would consider kind of community standards for making sure that everybody has a good time a couple years ago i made this video uh, at, at christmas time 10 ways to have a horrible time playing x-wing and a lot of the things we're going to talk about is is these things that you know because of in, you know so having these social interactions you may you know players may not be thinking about this stuff and it's a way to make sure that it makes making sure everybody has it is having a good time and being courteous to each other and um, i want to start with what for me is probably the most annoying and i know will will and i have had this conversation before um because we've had this experience in tournaments where um you know i would say we're we're pretty fly fly casual the, the four of us where it's like hey oh you forgot to do your action just take a focus not a big deal you know we we we're okay with that the issue sometimes comes in when a player which this idea in and of itself isn't isn't a bad thing right a player says you know I would really like to play this as a tight game. Uh, is it okay? We're going to call that a missed opportunity. And the pl the opposing player absolutely has the right to do that. Not a problem. The issue comes in when a player turns around who says they want to play a tight game. And then they ask later on in the game for for a takes backsies, a forgiveness, uh, an oopsie. And it creates these really awkward situations where, you know, uh, I mean, Will, you know, you've, you've had this this uh, happen to you before. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an awkward position to put your opponent in. Because you, you've been, as, as someone playing against like that, you, you want to keep that rapport if it's been high, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, like, you want to keep it a nice and, like, friendly game. But, you know, there's 
uh, obviously letting someone get away with something uh, when you know they're not going to let you get away with it just doesn't doesn't sit right with anybody. Right. And, you know, my when I am when I'm walking around events and, I, and I'm hearing the players interact, you know, these are some some of the things that I end up seeing come up. And I, I just I want to talk about these type of etiquette things because I think it's important to put them out on the table for for a couple of reasons is hey like don't be a jerk you know i could use stronger language but just like don't don't be that person that's that is actively putting out negativity um and and we just i kind of want to talk about them and, and just be real and kind of let players know that these things do happen now i will tell you not over i would say 90 percent. i'll put that and that i think that's low of the players at the at at crossroads at LVO had a great time really embody that idea of fly casual and not necessarily like in the style of play but just like let's have a good time right uh, but sometimes you'll come across people that um that give you some of these issues and I want to I want to kind of just put them out in the open I want to air the laundry uh just so that Number one, you can be aware of it. But number two, uh, for some of the more extreme cases, I think it's important to get a TO involved. Because especially with Adepticon coming around the corner, like being a jerk to your opponent, like actively, that's not going to fly. Me, as if I'm in charge, number one is you got to be respectful to your opponent because now we're going to probably start, start talking about some of the more sticky issues uh, as, as we get there. I know, Ryan, you had some of the some things you wanted to bring up as well. Yeah, so um, first of all, I'm going to make this like super clear. All of my opponents were awesome. I, uh -huh. So if, if, if I say anything, none of my opponents should be thinking, oh, was it me? No, <laughs> I, all my opponents were great. You guys were awesome. Mm -hmm. um, we'll get to even like specifically one of them later because it was a great story. Will and Dio know about one of it already. Uh, but I had noticed in games around me or games I was observing, there were times where some players, uh, whether it be variants of dice on the actual attacks or defense, whether it's road that they think affected their whole turn, they got a little heated to the point where it felt uncomfortable, like cussing even. Um, that should not fly. Like that's unacceptable in my mind. Um, if you can't handle dice rolls, I don't know, like you need to check yourself basically. Um, there's definitely, because I know, it, I remember all the good things that happened at Crossroads for sure. But I do know, and I know the excellent community knows this, what will stick in their minds are bad apples or bad feelings. Uh -huh. They will remember that. They will remember the person. If you don't, like, you don't want to alienate the community or not make friends. This is a great ground for making friends within new groups within the community. Don't be a jerk. People will remember it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And like one of the, uh, you know, walking by a table, I probably, the, what, let me tell you what prompted this, um, 
this conversation, why I wanted to, to bring it up, is walking by a table, I literally heard a player say to another, and this was when, like this wasn't joking. It didn't seem to me like they were playing against a buddy or anything like that. Quote, you're only winning because of the dice. End quote. Yeah, any feelings like yeah. that, you're not going to make any friends because you're you're telling your opponent you're it's not your skill at all or your strategy or your tactics that won any of this game. Mm-hmm. You are, um, de- uh, I can't think of the word uh, decred- decrediting de- or you're, you're you're demeaning, right? Demeaning for yeah. sure. In invalidating the win. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> I can think of the word. So yeah, you know, like this is, and this is something that uh, I, I think, t- to me, that's that is definitely on the side of don't 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 go there. If you're that person at Adepticon, you can just not come. I'm gonna just be just be out there. Just just say it. You're you're just not welcome. Um, you gonna give me a refund? Sure. No. No, and, and I'm and, and I'm. It's and, not my it's, mo- it's not my money. Yeah. It's Adepticon's money. But I'll DQ somebody like, so I'm quick. Him. Oh, don't play with me. Yeah. No, and, and I'm saying it in a half jest because I know that um, you know, it depends on which day you catch me. I might be a little on the um, intense side. Uh, I try not to be rude, uh, but I but some people perceive like intense as rude sometimes you know because they're just trying to chill like you said they're just trying to have a casual chill mm-hmm. game and if somebody across from them is like no i'm 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 here with a purpose versus other people that i'm here to have fun right and that can be preserved a certain kind of way um and the what i'm gonna say about that is if if you know that you have that in you and again it's situational if, if i mean if that's you every game you shouldn't be playing like Ryan said, if, if that's you, every game you shouldn't be playing. But there are situations where things happen and and you get frustrated, right? Um, if you know that you can be frustrated or if you've gotten frustrated at League Night or with other people, or even more so if anybody has said something, listen to it because they're not, be, they're not being jerks. They're just basically pointing a mirror at you. If, if, if you know you have that is an even possibility be mindful of it and catch yourself um because that's something that over the years i've actively worked on it's like you know what that probably didn't come across right um and make sure to go and and address it right away and make sure that there's no hard feelings make sure that there's like hey you know what and if you can catch that even before the game ends even better like hey you know what three turns ago you, you know this 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 and this and this and this um you know and apologize for that you know let's 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 have some fun and you know sorry just own it right mm-hmm. um yeah and again it doesn't happen often i mean i've played with you guys a million times uh and you've seen me play on stream and with other people it doesn't happen often but it sometimes you get into it and and it happens and it just comes out it's emotional mm-hmm. when you care about something there's there's going to be invested emotion into it right. and different people um manage that and express that in a different way so just be self-aware of how you express it 
and um and get ahead of it like if you know that that's possible or if you even if you walk away and like three three rounds later it comes to you like wait that probably you know three turns ago or three games ago you know like if, if it's sitting there like just play on the safe side walk over there find the person and um i make it right you know mm -hmm. none of us are perfect but it's 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 our ability to be able to recognize that we're not and correct correct it and correct it before time goes off and it's not to make yourself look good don't correct it to you know don't correct it for that reason correct it because it's, it's the right thing to do correct it mm -hmm. because you, you're trying to improve yourself you're trying to be a better person you're trying to be a better um opponent and ultimately you're trying to be a better player because if you cannot recognize that within yourself and you're that person that says oh, you only beat me because of the dice then you're you're never going to get better you know like you're you're never going to recognize your own mistakes you're never going to recognize your own opportunities that you missed and you're just going to dwell on all the all the bad luck that you had so you got to be able to recognize that and again just it's 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 kind of just you know self-improvement just just work on yourself always work on yourself um because again you know it, it, we, we care about the game and we care about doing mm -hmm. well so you know and when you do that sometimes you're you're, you're hyper focusing you and and you get like a tunnel vision right right so, exactly <laughs> yeah for sure yeah I would, I would add on to that that it's it's okay to like discuss the dice and be like whoa that like quadruple blanks into three blanks like that's unfortunate you know what i mean like you don't have to like hold back your emotions you just need to not direct them towards your opponent right you could be up you could definitely be upset that you that you blanked out on defense uh, when you know you had focus evade or something but you you just can't take that out on your opponent right um it's it is a difficult thing to uh to keep in check uh, for a lot of people but uh i think all of us all of us here have played enough games to where like oh yeah five blanks yeah great advanced proton torpedo here like it's just like funny now to me like of course of course my student tier would would roll five blanks range three obstructed like when i took a focus you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you just had to laugh at that stuff it's not uh it's not something that you should get upset about your opponent for right so it's like i said feel free to be you know obviously be emotional it's it's an intense game just don't direct that at your opponent to to make them feel bad right to have that negative right. play experience um because it, it can ruin not like not even just people's like days but like their whole tournaments like even their x-wing careers people have left x-wing uh because they've just kept having bad experiences at tournaments yep mm. and there's also yeah. been people who have been removed from the community in the sense of people just never wanted to play with them anymore because they were that person all the time and their community just eventually, like, we gave you a chance, we gave you a chance, and eventually, we, we, wash, our, we wash our hands, you know? Marcel, what were yeah, you going to say? Think... Oh, sorry, Brian. Marcel, then. No, I was just going to 
echo what Will was saying. Like, think about the impact it has on uh, on the other person. And it's and again, when you have tunnel vision, it's hard to do. But think about it. Um, again, not to put anybody on blast or anything like that. It's not about something. But when we went to LVO, we traveled. It was the first time we played in a few years. Quayla, mm-hmm. I mean Quayla. Kayla quit her game halfway through the match with like two games left um, because she had she just had one of those experiences where where you know she, you again now let's let's play a fair game let's play a tight game you know okay you're not going to be able to get this and then there's not it's not reciprocal and you know she, she just had a bad experience of it she's like nah it's not worth you know me getting upset about it so she went and she basically picked up her toy and said, hey, I'm done for the day. Um, and and it has an impact, right? So Yeah, that's, that's never a position you want to yeah, put yeah. somebody into. That's like the sad table flip, too, because it's like you're not even angry. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're just like, uh, I'm not enjoying it. I'm not having fun. Right. And, you know, let me go. Let me, let me go lose some money. On. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? No, I'm like that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think, like Will said, it's not like we were asking people to be emotionless. Right. Even if you catch yourself in a situation where you had an accidental outburst and you believe that is something that, that your opponent feel like it was directed towards them, if you um, explain to them actual regret and remorse for doing that, they'll under- I'm pretty sure they'll understand, like, we're talking here about the people who you can tell don't really have regrets or remorse about this. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, some, I bet any one of us can think of a time where we had just, whether it was vocal body language, something that was just a little bit seemingly directed at the opponent or something that you did that probably made him feel a little, little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And as long as you can convey remorse and regret and say, sorry about it at realistically like right after you do it don't wait till like after the game after you've constantly like if you constantly have been angry because then i don't know if that really feels like you were sorry about it to be honest Yep, I agree. So I just wanted to we wanted to touch on that uh as we get more in-person games and again it's a small percentage very low percentage but heck can have a high impact can have a high impact so we want to make sure that we 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 call out the behavior now just to know like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and put us on a pedestal as community leaders okay i think we should have high expectations of our players so that's that's where i'll i'll put that at and now we'll get into what people really want. They want us to break down lists, talk about metas and combo wombos. And why is it that Indiana apparently loves lats? Because was like half the field Republic? It was ridiculous. What is happening? Why do we have so much lat? And even the winning list had a lat in it. This is ridiculous. Let's go ahead and. I know uh, two of the Michigan guys that I uh, came over with had Republic lists with lats. I don't know. <laughs> Too much lat. Stop. Stop it. The Midwest lats. 
so much it was ridiculous so we're gonna go ahead we're gonna we're gonna break down these lists for you guys uh we'll go ahead and we'll hit that top eight top eight i think is a is a good number for uh for all this dio needs oh, a windows okay. update once maybe one out. honorable 16 one honorable mention <laughs> of the top oh, yeah, 16 if you would like <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, I guess. <laughs> Why we got Filippo on the screen? Oh, right. what? all right. Break it down, Filippo. Filippo, oh, hit it. <laughs> all right, we'll try that. We'll try that again. Sorry, that was from uh, I. I hit the wrong button. All right, well here we go. Let's go ahead and um, we'll start with uh, we'll start from the top like we've been doing here with our uh, our winner. Let's try to make this a little prettier so it all fits on one screen. There you go. Hit it, Ryan. All right, our winner of the event, uh, Andrew Lopez, running Warthog with Ghost Company, Fives, and Commander Cody. We'll go into that sort of interaction in a sec. Two 104th Battalion ARC 170s and two Loyalist Volunteer V-Wings just with ESC opting for just i mean that's what could fit i assume if you wanted palms he would take them but he valued the sort of upgrade combination he put on warthog we'll start with fives for people who may not remember after you perform an attack that missed if the defender's initiative is equal or greater than your initiative place one evader focus token on this card before you engage you may remove one token from this card to gain the matching token so Warthog being I-3, a lot of stuff being higher initiative, pretty likely to happen. But it's even more likely to happen when you have the upgrade Ghost Company. It's a uh, card that adds Rotate Link to Focus. After you perform a primary attack, if you are focused, you may perform a turret attack against a ship you have not attacked this round as a bonus. So you can attack twice... Fives could trigger more with the misses. And then to top it all off, you have the Commander Cody Gunner, which means after you perform an attack that missed, as long if you have more one or more hit or crit results that were neutralized, the defender gains one strain token. So Warthog shoots before the entire list. Could potentially do a couple more damage to two ships or dole out a couple strain. So there's something... For the rest of the list to follow up on whether it's a couple plank damage to see if it can focus fire something down or more than likely warthog misses some stuff but gives out some strain which minus agility can be pretty well effective um when targeted correctly it is a thick warthog though at 64 points mm -hmm. um i didn't get to see many of andrew's games or did all right i wasn't able to watch the stream as i was driving home but um uh Dion, when you saw him, or Will, when you when you were commenting as well, was he pretty careful keeping it on the edges a bit more, just kind of <laughs> firing from no. afar? No, no, no. no. Okay. He, Yolo, he baby. flew it. He flew it just. Uh, he flew it front to back, right with the arcs, as if it was an arc itself, and just followed the arcs into the joust. Uh, the V-Wings uh, had a little bit more play. They're obviously a lot more maneuverable than the Arcs, and especially the Lant. Um, so they would, like, you know, try to find a lane and come in at the same time to attack uh, whatever uh, the Arcs were jousting. 
preferably. Sometimes they would not uh, arrive at the same time and get picked off. Uh, we saw that, um, I think, in one of the games. Um, mm-hmm. or, no, you know, it, no, I take that back. Uh, it traded uh, very well with Vader, in fact. It, it did survive, I'm pretty it sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it had the opportunity to be picked off. So, But... Uh, that's what I kept saying was like, I was like, oh man, I'm expecting this thing to come in, find some range one double taps, right? Roll three and three uh, against a couple ships and start helping out on offense. And it never, um, it was never, while it jousted, uh, it, it just behind. kept going. Yeah. yeah it, it kept going. It didn't, it didn't try to stay in the, in the scrum. Uh, I wanted to, uh, find a safe place like Andrew obviously knew that it was an essential piece of his list yeah you could tell the the prioritization of the fire conversions was uh was very very well utilized very well I mean if I'm remembering these games the most it's really like the arc 170s the carried I felt both games that we had them on stream they really the ones that carried the most of the range one clearing the way Mm. Yeah, generally in a list like this, even though Warthog is more expensive as a priority target, I want to get those arcs off the board, get those three die guns off, get the space covering that they have with medium bases. Um, even though this Warthog, I mean, so comparing points wise, because I was like, all right, what's this in comparison to a seventh fleet gunner Warthog? So you see that a lot. More it is. It's general. 64 points. Uh, Andrews is a 64 points. Yep. Um, and then if you do just 7th Fleet Gunner, which a lot of people have done in the past, it's 60. So you're spending four more. Basically, Ghost Company in fives is the same cost as 7th Fleet Gunner. So opting into the two sh- extra shots applied from the lat instead of uh, getting rid of a shot from the lat in some cases to provide an extra dice to another ship. Um Obviously, the Ghost Company and Five's interaction works it... extremely well with Cody. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, wouldn't the? I feel like the thought process might be that uh, one or even two strain is equal to or better than an extra dice on attack. Oh, it could. It definitely could be. Uh, it's, uh, I've always kind of been on the adage of it's better to modify your attack dice than negatively modify your opponent's defense dice. Um, but this is like completely adding or removing dice, right? So they both seemingly have a similar effect, um, especially since it's still only on one attack per with the strain and the seventh fleet. So uh, very interesting for sure. All right. Then we move to who I think was the maddest lad of the weekend. He's my hero, champion in my heart, Phil Knuth. Now you see Anakin Skywalker. Most people immediately think, oh, and that's going to be Ada, Annie, or Delta. No, 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 no. You don't understand. This was Y Wing Anakin Skywalker in that BTL B Y Wing out there just shoving proton torpedoes into people's faces. Um,. And he had four of these Y-Wings out there. They were a little asymmetrical. Uh, we'll go ahead and have Will uh, bust, uh, break it down. But, man, woo, Y-Wing? Uh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, Phil, uh, a, 
um, an example of patient play uh, weighted uh, in, uh, in many of his games very intently to make sure that uh, that engagement uh, he would guarantee his proton torpedoes uh, onto a target. So, and, and uh, I think a lot of people were like, oh, hmm. like in Swiss, you know what I mean? The early rounds of Swiss, you're like, oh, hmm, four wings, cute. Uh, <laughs> but when you're in the cut and you're like, oh, ooh, you're wild. winning with that? Yeah. <laughs> You've been doing really good with that? Ooh, I might be in some trouble. So let's uh, break down the list here. You said Anakin Skywalker, Proton Torpedoes. Um, all of, I will say that all of these ships have dorsal turrets as well and synchronized consult, uh, which is very important to move the locks around to make sure that if a ship had a bump or wasn't in range, could be able to shoot those torpedoes. All you have to do is just uh, not spend your lock when you attack, and then you could spend it after attacking to give it to a friendly. Uh, in addition... Uh, there is one, uh, most of them are rocking proton torpedoes, uh, but one of them is rocking an advanced proton torpedo. And all but one are utilizing the R4P Astromech as well. R4P Astromech lets you decrease the difficulty of a uh, basic maneuver. Uh, so for these Y-Wings, it's going to be that four forward and hard three turn to white, but also being able to clear stress on uh, anything from three bank to hard two uh, to the one bank that uh, unfortunately the uh, that old school Y-Wing does not have as blue standardized. So a lot of arc coverage, some beefy health, that plated hull, man. Uh, I could imagine the frustration of opponents uh, just seeing that crit turned to a hit every time they attack these guys. And... Uh, I'm excited to put Anakin Wyoming back on the board that says revitalize my uh, ambition for that pilot to see what I could do with it. Maybe not four other Wyoming's, but uh, obviously Phil pulled it off here, got into the finals with it. Yeah, it's, you know, we've, we've been dogging. Like he literally, he, I will tell you, he told us, he told us, mm -hmm. I brought mm -hmm. it because y'all said it was bad. Literally, literally just, just said it. And he told me he wanted me to say the name of the list on the podcast. I'm going to go ahead and do that for you, Phil. He said, why not? It was was the was the name of the squad and his squad builder. So uh, congratulations, Phil, making it all the way to that runner-up with, uh, with a piece that, honestly, going into this tournament, not a single person would have called it, except for you, my friend. All right, Marcel, why don't you go ahead and take, uh, take a look at this one. This one's a little bit more up your alley, a little bit more your style in uh, one of our top four competitors, Paul Adler. Yeah, I, I did not get to see. I don't know if we had him on stream. I did not get to see any games. I only caught we, like We did have him, I think, one time. Okay. Yeah, I only caught like kills and bits of a couple games. Then even the final, I only saw like pieces of it. Um, but yeah, I love this list. It's Anakin Skywalker in the uh, Edda with Extreme Maneuvers and Predator, Obi-Wan in the Edda with Predator, Shakti with Predator, and then my favorite part of this list is uh, LRB, Elberger. Um, so Danae LRB with Passive Sensors, R2C4, which is the one that you could turn and evade into a, um, into a hit, basically. Um, is it is it a focus into a hit? 
Yeah, it's a, it, it modifies a single focus to a hit. So it's definitely like a calculator of force. Exactly. And then it's it's a pretty good passive sensors combo for sure. Yeah, because I love Anakin because I can move, have an evade, have um, the force as that modifier, and then you know take your target lock action. So this is kind of bypassing that. You lose a little bit, little bit of defensive ability because you're using. Um, it, uh, if, if only, if only there but, is a way for someone to hold on to your tokens for you. you know, if only there were. But um, I would think that I, I didn't see it. I would think that Danae would probably be the least one to. She's she's the bait. She's the tank. Yeah, like I would, I would think that that one would be the least likely to be the one, you know, the recipient of that. You know, hold on to it. But um, but yeah, it's great. And Danae's ability is really good because um it, it's basically uh 1.1.0 uh it can be 1.0 what what did they call what did they used to call midnight before omega omega leader, leader. Uh, omega leader no no omega yep. leader like uh yep. fly better guys had like this yeah no like that's lockdown. Omega leader. lockdown lockdown there you go there you go it's basically I mean, like it, one yeah 1.0 lockdown yeah where the actual name was Omega outfits. Leader for any of the, yeah. for the historians out there, Lockdown was <laughs> but, the uh, was the given name. It works really well. like I like the name with with Rick because you, you set them both to three and you you kind of make a conundrum with like oh you're either gonna go the same speed or faster or slower and you know it just it just makes a lot of uh, choices and then the the nay um, again just being able to throw in some ion torpedoes guarantee the um the the force modifier or the soft focus and again with three three agility ships um that can potentially be double modded on their defense every time and double modded on their offense every time just just really good list i would have liked to see it in action um some more because um it looks fun for a little bit of added bonus uh, transparency on top of it, I think someone who either talked to Paul or maybe it was actually Paul himself in a Discord had mentioned Danae with this combination of ion torps and obviously modding it with passive, having the lock with passives and modding it extra with R2C4 was actually uh, very highly designed to help against Defender Vader. Because generally, you know he's doing or wants to do threes or fours. Good defender players will know to use that one bank when they need to. But um, especially since N1's like going three or four for their full throttle as well, basically daring Vader to be in that arc at all, or otherwise he's probably going to get ioned. He doesn't want to be ioned. I like it. I like it. So there you go. Congratulations, Paul Adler, getting um, getting all the way to the top four. And he lost the top four match to, excuse me, to Phil Knuth uh, by two points was the margin there. And uh, what ended up happening was just uh, Phil kind of called the positioning, and uh, and Paul was was not able 
to uh, to put put the nail into a half point Y wing, and and that was it. All right, let's keep it moving here. We got Marcos Leggett who uh, who brought Imperials. We had Darth Vader with Afterburners. Let's go ahead and get that droid off the screen. We don't need you anymore. Uh, Darth Vader with Afterburners. That is the Tie X One Vader with Soonterfell and who has Predator. And then we had three. TIE Fighters as well. We had Wampa and two Academy Pilots. We did see Marcos uh, play on stream. I believe he lost... Um, I forget. I know. I know that he lost on stream in the cut. I just forget which. Uh, I think it may have been against Phil. Um, it was, no, it was yes, Andrew it, Lopez. It was against. Sorry, yeah. it was against yeah, Andrew it was Lopez. Against the eventual winner. Yeah. Um. So uh, a tough loss there, but a really cool list. Um. Being able to have Darth Vader and Suntier, uh harassing most of the time. Those are the targets you're going to want to take care of. So that gives uh, gives Wampa the opportunity to do what he has to do. Of course, though, spending those points for Wampa do leave does leave it. You know, you could have maybe put those points somewhere else uh, on Darth Vader or Suterfell. But uh, Wampa obviously did some work, got all the way to the top four. And uh, Marcos, great to see you again, my friend. We actually had a pretty intense battle a few years back uh, at the Pandemonium Games Regional. Where uh, where I got like super sick at like, like towards the in that tournament it was like the last game it was kind of like Marco Jordan fever game type of thing going on uh, and we final salvoed three times in a row I lost but uh, was was one for the history books it was a good one uh, let's keep it going here uh, Ryan with Mark Worrell in the top eight running first order with. Kylo Ren, Extreme Maneuvers, Sensor Scramblers, and Ion Torpedoes. And you have Major Vonreg with Daredevil and Proton Rockets. And then Breach with Advanced Proton Torpedoes, Connor Nets, and Electro Proton Bomb. This might be one of the highest placings of Electro Proton Bomb I've seen. Am I missing any GSP Online Galaxies event or anything? Because this... This definitely feels like I, I think eight. the Vader Death Rain only got to top sixteen, if I remember. Um, I, don't, I don't think it got into the top eight. Yeah, the breach is uh, with that system phase boost for before drop of the bomb, uh, and being at I five has a lot of good ways to make sure that he's getting into prime position to utilize that electro proton bomb um, in combination with the ion torpedoes with Kylo. Uh, could have a couple turns in a row dealing with uh, being ioned uh, if he uh, got the ion torp on something after already dropping it, and they get they just float right into another electro proton bomb would feel pretty bad for any ship. Um, he was one of the two five nos in the event. Um, he's I very, wonder very who the other one was. He's very very experienced running Kylo Ren for sure. Um, Sensor Scramblers is potentially uh, way too cheap for one point, to be honest, uh, for Silencers. Uh, it's a really good ability to decloak, move Kylo in the system phase like that on top of just not being allowed, not allowing other ships to target lock them. But between the Proton Rockets and Advanced Proton Torpedoes, help uh, from Kylo's help with the Ion Torpedoes set up for either of those two, some good spike damage to make sure Kylo Ren gets to the end game with extreme maneuvers, which is really hard to pin down or evade. 
Yeah, well, Mark actually had uh, sent me some information saying they couldn't uh, get onto the recording tonight into the chat, um, but wanted to share some thoughts they had with it. Uh, originally started as uh, what? Yeah, I said, hit us, get us, give it to oh, us. Oh, yeah. Well, you just wanted to, uh, I can't cover it all, what he said, very in depth. But um, I originally started as Nick Tobin's Pastimes uh, Store Championship list, or uh, the, he, he was a runner up, but he played in the championship. Um, but then uh, quickly I'll converted, I, th um, I, think, uh, I think he had Quick Draw in his, in Nick's. They quickly uh, moved over to Von Reg and really liked that proton rocket, that super spike damage, um, and uh, also the, the speed in comparison to Quick Draw. Uh, the other main thing he was talking about is that uh, while the electro proton bomb may not have been effective in its ability to uh, hit enemy ships, but just the threat of it constantly uh, terrified a lot of opponents. Uh, the round that he drops it, you know, uh, either you know, in the centerish of the board, uh, would send uh, uh, formations like scattering, right? And now he'd be able to use that opportunity to pick them off with Kylo um, or the Major Von Reg. Uh, so really interesting tactic there uh, as a. Uh, using it more of a, an area denial and a way to herd ships. We saw it um, in his game, utilizing it to herd uh, all of the opponents away from Kylo um, and into a very specific uh, corner of the board. Unfortunately, uh, that corner on the board also had a Von Reg in it. So yeah. <laughs> um, you'll have to check out that game to see how it goes for Von Reg. But um that is, uh, like I said, he, he, after putting it on the board a couple of times, he said the Electro Proton Bomb was a, uh, a must-have um, in uh, this kind of black box format. Uh, nobody else can really utilize it, uh, right? There's no tr real trajectory or NIM uh, kind of ships like that. Um, so the, the boosting is um, as close as you can to it. So uh, it seemed to be, uh, to be that, you know, it... It did all the things that it, uh, he had designed the list to do throughout the weekend. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. And uh, we actually got a message here from Phil Knuth. He's in the uh, in the chat. I want to go ahead and just read his read his post out loud. I think it's important here. So he says, this is Phil Knuth. He said, it's been a difficult year uh, for me with one of my daughters having stage four cancer. It was great to be able to get away for a weekend and do... Uh, do better, even better than I thought I would. A big part of the excitement for the event was brought to you by you guys. I was nervous to be on stream. Hands were shaky, but it was really fun. As a new guy to X-Wing, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Thanks for your part in this great weekend. You're welcome. You're welcome, Phil. Glad we could glad we could help you have a good time. And that's what that's what it matters. Um, that's what matters for us. So awesome. All righty. Let's uh, let's keep the train going here. Look, Marcel, it's your favorite ship, Wedge. Yay, Wedge. So, uh, so we've got Matt Zimmer, 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 Heiner Schmidt, uh, with uh, yeah, just Wedge by himself. Then he's got Ahsoka with Brilliant Invasion and Ion Missiles, K2SO in the U-wing, and Kyle Katarn with Moldy Crow. 
Um, I gotta be honest. This is a weird one for me. Like, like I'm trying, I'm trying to find the, the. Uh, it's like Haratani, but your A wings just so much better than Hera, right? Yeah, kind, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there's no Generso and. Uh, so K2SO is coordinating, and when he coordinates because it's red, he gives himself a calculate. So he's he's kind of coordinating and and giving himself something. Um, obviously, it did well. It won four games during Swiss, and it got to eight, top eight. Uh, it's got all good pieces. They um, they just they, I'm not even gonna say they don't synchronize well because they do because you've got three different ways of either sharing a token or or passing a token later on so it i mean it's it's very well supported it's uh yeah i've got no i mean the only thing that is missing is is an evade token i guess but outside of missing that evade token i mean it's got everything else that you probably want and to your point ahsoka especially with those ion missiles uh hits so much harder than than hera will um and it's it's going to contribute more than Hera will because it's coordinating wedge probably wedges target lock focused every single turn uh potentially even target lock double focused every turn um yeah it's just a it's just a super cool list um it, it's super cool list but it's also again I, i'm trying to figure out uh i think it's more more versatile than than the Heratani because it doesn't have to fly mm -hmm. in formation because the coordinates have a uh, you know you, the coordinates give you better range than than the other things and so do the abilities that that, that these ships have uh, so there's a lot of range so they don't have to fly in a block they can you can even spread them out a bit and still pass off tokens and pass off actions and 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 do that kind of stuff so yeah nice list well. Uh, do you guys know what obstacles he brought? Just out of curiosity, was it the smallest rocks? I do not know off the top of my head. Uh, we can we can check TTT, I think, unless they unlocked the lists. Yeah, I would imagine probably the smallest rocks. Um, but anyway, it's an interesting list. Maybe like debris because of K2SO? And, uh, and uh, uh, Soka being able to coordinate stressed ships? Uh, he brought the biggest rocks, all there three. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. The real, the real man here. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big rocks to go home, guys. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, well done. Um, I was gonna say something, but then I remembered this is. Uh, I was gonna say. Uh... Cool. Well done. <laughs> all righty. So uh, let's uh, let's keep things rolling here. Um, Will we got Zach Zagidi who? Uh, Wait, did I call it Heratani? You did. Oh, uh, no! I think I, I referenced it to Heratani. Okay. Uh, as as a note, Heratani is Hera with Garvin and somebody who can move to somebody who can get Hera more tokens than she would normally have. And preferably Jenner so in your list. So and the reason if if Dark Tech nineteen seventy one is asking why Tani is because one point oh a Tani mind link used to pass tokens to everybody, everybody. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Why Tani. 
Yeah, why do we call it? A t- yeah, that's it's yeah. it's an old reference. It's yeah. that that shows that's a, that's our, our age in X Wing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these whippersnappers don't know they oh, haven't yeah. been through uh, that. Back in my day, we used to link our minds together and share focuses and stress. What if, what if I told you there was a ship that could focus no matter how many tokens it had, and when it did, everybody else got one as well, and And then it could reuse it over (laughs) and over and over again. That's okay. We're gonna, we're safe now. We're safe now. <laughs> I promise you, I never flew it. It um, can also shoot you anywhere at range three. Look that's out tr- for it. True. Yeah, that. that I forget. Yeah, the, not even. Yeah, the, that too. All right, go ahead. Hit Zach uh, Rigidi, who who brought. Uh, he was a mad lad. Got some M three A action. Hit it, Will. All right, Zach here. I uh, love to see that GSID on there as well. Shout out to uh, all the online players who. Uh, we're uh, playing in the event as well. So uh, this starts off with uh, Kanan Jarrus in the uh, Moldy Crow in, in the Hawk. Uh, Kanan Jarrus can spend his force to prevent, or excuse me, to re- reduce the amount of attack dice um, the attacker would make against a friendly ship in your mobile arc. So that can shut down uh, a powerful attack uh, once per round um, from your enemy. Normally in this list, I'll get to the reason why, but normally in this list, it would be whoever is able to throw the fourth dice in their attack. Um, The reason for it is because uh, all of these, uh, the remaining list is uh, one, two, three, four M3As. Uh, Leading the the pack here is Sarasu. Sarasu is the I-5 uh, who can give friendly ships at range zero to one a defensive reroll. Uh, very important uh, for the the remaining Tassari point veterans because uh, mm-hmm. they are uh, the a three agility ship. Um, then two, uh, so you essentially get four agility M3As here. Uh, each one of those Tassari Point veterans uh, for offense is equipped with the Auto Blaster Cannon and Marksmanship, getting up to four dice, range one bullseye. And if you are not in that ship's front arc, uh, all kits, all crits cannot be canceled. Uh, so what this creates is this kind of tight block of high agility, uh, high defensive ships uh, that uh, can come in and uh, punch extremely hard as well. You got the three dice out the front from Moldy Crow, um, and then the, as I said, the those range one bullseye auto blasters can throw four dice then too. Uh, so it can um, mod its dice very well, uh, especially on defense there uh, with that Sarasu. And we, the game, I think you, we caught it on stream uh, as well, and just seeing that power of uh, Kanan Jarrus plus Sarasu making these plus injuries. Plus three agility. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's really the <laughs> trick too, because like you might think like, oh, well, we'll just all go in, you know, on Kanan Jarrus, right? You know, round one, he can't stop all of our attacks. Uh, but he's normally, he's normally going to be in the back because he's the same initiative as the Terrasari points. 
but he's going to get that essential Sarasu defense too. So he could use those build up focus tokens and even his force then uh, defensively on himself it becomes very powerful. Now you do need to fly it right. You do need to line up, you know, the, the auto blasters on the M3As who aren't known for their maneuverability. Uh, but uh, Zach flew it very well, um, uh, getting a bunch of wins with it. All right. Next, we had Michael Peterson. Michael Peterson uh, flew first order here as our last top eight competitor. We had Kylo Ren with Extreme Maneuvers, Grudge with Ion Torpedoes, Bomblet Generator. Uh, we had a first order and two first order cadets who were symmetrical with Ion Torpedoes and Bomblet Generator. We never had Michael Peterson on stream, but I did see him with his uh, his uh, his triple triple fo bombers and it's interesting to see bomblet generator out there it's not a, a piece that we see too much i think mostly uh is it the cost is that the reason why you think that was uh that was brought to me bomblet generators are pretty cheap right now if i'm not mistaken two point bomb cheapest bomb you can get yeah two points and works well with grudge's ability for the for the rerolls, yep, there it is. And I mean, yep. extreme extreme maneuver. Kylo Ren is pretty much self-explanatory. He 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 moves real good, and and can be almost wherever you want it to be. So uh, congratulations there, Mike Peterson. And then we're gonna hit one person in the top sixteen. He did okay, I guess. Uh, Ryan Stanisuski, go ahead talk about your list here. You were our you were the top seed. After Swiss, uh, but unfortunately fell in the top 16. Curse of the 5-0 and Swiss. So uh, this kind of wraps into actually who we just talked about because I also ran Kylo and 3FO Bombers. I ran a different loadout, though. I had Sensor Scramblers and Sensitive Controls Kylo. So pretty much in whatever first engagement I decided to decloak, I can just kind of pick up Kylo and put him pseudo wherever I wanted because mm -hmm. I could... Boost or barrel roll, and then decloak. Or decloak, then boost or barrel roll, and then do my maneuver. Uh, very, very hard to predict where my Kylo is going to be. And I can get in places that not many other ships can. Um, and then I have Grudge with just Bomblet Generator. And then I have two of the I-2 bombers, the Sinar Jameis test pilots, both with Electro Chaff Clouds, Proximity Mines, and the Automated Target Priority. Those was the last two points I had. And actually, automated target priority wasn't too much of a detriment to me and was pretty much always a bonus for my ships. Um, as what I think Will's terminology for the system phase Proximine drop, the Angliosaurus. Is that right? <laughs> Angliosaurus assault. Yeah. Slap, slap. Um, it's extremely dangerous. And uh, the chaff clouds are actually probably the upgrade that helps keep these ships alive in the initial approach the most because it basically neuters any offense and stops opponents from doing uh, repositioning actions if they go through it before I'm about to approach with those prox mines. So they're just kind of, once they go through the chaff clouds, they can't do any actions. They're just kind of stuck where they are. And then I can plan next turn how I want to attack them with the prox mines or bombs or even Kylo himself. Um my only loss eventually came to the mirror match. I faced Michael Peterson. Um, when your endgame piece uh, is Kylo Ren versus Kylo Ren, and even though I can do good things with sensitive controls, extreme maneuvers, Kylo's really hard to uh, get away from. 
and try and pin down as well. Um, and because he had the I-3 FO bombers with ion torps, he was able to move after me and be able to uh, inflict ion torps, which stopped me from doing my system phase boosts and mm. then dropping bombs. Um, I, we, I talked a little bit with him afterwards. My approach probably, I, I predicted wrong on where I thought Kylo was going to stay safe. He actually kind of uh, got aggressive into the middle of the board, and I didn't have a good way to get back at a sort of a face-to-face -face encounter. He correctly turned away and uh, caught me in a few spots where I was essentially chasing him and had to break off. Otherwise, if I kept chasing, I would just keep eating bombs. So um, he, he actually got very unfavorable grudge rolls in the beginning, uh, which kept me a little bit more in the game, able to break off and try and re-engage back in. So probably could have beat me a little more than the final result actually was. Uh, but what was the coolest part was that the day before, his wife and his son were actually at the store. And um, I got, after my stream game with Nick Sperry, for people who don't know, um, as soon as Dion found out that me and Nicholas Sperry were matched up, he was like, oh no, GSP cannibalizing each other. I want to see it on stream. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny how quickly you yeah. got excited, how, how like sad you were for us, but they got really excited to like put it on stream. Like right away. <laughs> Aww. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but after that game, um, his uh, Michael Peterson's wife and son were there kind of playing another game. And uh, she recognized me. I had, she was like, oh, yeah, the belt looks like so cool because I was wearing the, the GSP showdown belt. And she wanted a picture and then realizing like, oh, yeah, the GSP guys, I like flagged Will and Dion over, talked with his son Nathan a little bit, who said, oh, yeah. My my uh, my favorite ship right now is Kylo Ren. That's what my dad's flying, and he looks in my like tray with the three F bombers. He's flying with those ships too. So come to be in the next day, he I get faced up with him in the top cut, and he beats me. So I think it's kind of cool. He gets to go tell his son uh, he beat Ryan or whatever from, mm. from Gold Squadron, and they think it'd be like, yeah, my dad's the better Kylo player, and he sure was that day for sure, no doubt. <laughs> um, so it was a really cool interaction. I think it was the first time in a long time, if at all, or at least the first time within GSP that it was the whole like picture fan cool interaction thing. I know Will Dion, if you've had that in a while. I mean, now that now that we're back, it's the first the first time in a, in a long time. I I you know I, I made fun. I was like, oh, Marcel missed out. There's a cat. Get that cat out of here. What is happening? I kept bouncing on a monitor or laptop. Whoa, I, I can see I can see Kayla behind. Oh, is Kayla Kayla's messing around? Yeah, of course, Kayla's, Kayla's messing around. I'm like, what is happening right now? All right. Well, there you go. That's our top cut breakdown there for Crossroads. But before we leave you, if uh, if you didn't see, there was a couple of new cards that got revealed. Um, if you hadn't heard, the Razor Crest um, has been found in the wild. Has been found in the wild. The actual the AMG. Uh, release even though on their website it says it's not coming out until april uh apparently uh in in europe specifically they have 
being released and i even have one coming my way so that we can uh we can play with it a little bit so uh in in that somebody got it in their hands they opened up the box and said la di da we got a couple of cars here we gotta talk about um we'll probably start by talking about notorious first because i think that would be the shorter conversation uh followed by enduring so let's go ahead let's bring it up uh on the screen here here is notorious it is a talent it is unique you must have an illicit equipped in order to have this equipped to your ship so um two charges that are recurring one per turn after you defend if the attacker is in your firing arc you may spend one charge if you do the attacker gains a strain token while you perform an attack if the defender is strained you may reroll one blank result pretty strong synergy i would i mean that just seems like a good card i don't there's there's no downside right i i feel like well i mean you had to be shot at right i um, mean it's gonna happen or, anyway <laughs> dangar uh, says shoot me i dare you yeah <laughs> um that, i mean that's the it, it definitely benefits the lower initiative you are because more people will attack you before uh, and then be strained to give you a, a primary, or excuse me, a, a reroll on offense. But yeah, things like Zam, Dengar, uh, things like, uh, um, not, yeah, obviously Bosk, yeah. Oof. Oh, uh, Bosk. Bosk loves his rerolls. Um, and, uh, and this is another way to, like Zam, where you're kind of pushing aggro off of you right where you're just like you're making people second guess should i shoot that ship yeah i mean even you can even put it on like a blocking z95 with some you know ion missiles or switch? something like that yeah dead man switch and ion missiles i mean it's uh you know you want to give that you're not going to shoot it so it's basically going to be able to do what it wants you know Pretty, that what initiative yeah. three yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, the Black Sun Soldier. Mm-hmm. All right, so that one's pretty simple. The one that... we were, I remember we were at dinner, and Ryan said, you need to read this. And I, I had a physical reaction uh, when I read this. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> Enduring. Well, let's first start out with the first physical reaction you had. Uh, it's a talent anyone could use. So introducing Do you want into it? the wild you can have is it. a big deal is a big deal. This goes on many no possible ships. No pip. As many as you want. Any faction. You have a talent slot, you can have it. While you defend, if you are not in the attacker's bullseye, crit results are neutralized before hit results. Everybody's so Zeb. Everyone is Zeb, right? <laughs> uh, after you suffer crit damage, you may perform a calculate or focus action on your action bar, even while stressed, treating that as red. So if you are already stressed, you're going to get more stress if you suffer a crit. Um, it's weird with this card, because when we talked about it, um, you know, any card that's like potentially really good is even like much better on boss, is what Will said to me at dinner. And uh, this one's kind of both a buff and a nerf. So anytime Boss shoots at someone who's enduring, he, he, Boss feels pretty bad, but Boss 
might want enduring on himself just for people who might shoot before him with Greedo. Because his reinforce will get rid of crits before hits. There it is. So, yeah, this is... See, I mean, I'm getting a guess by the way that this card feels that it's going to come in at, like, a solid one point. You know? So I, I, I think so. I'm serious. I... 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 Listen, listen. The way A <laughs> throw out the the way that we've seen these effects, man. Oh uh, this, yeah. Well, you're you're basing it off of that it's a single copy in a forty dollars uh -huh. expansion. Exactly. It's a single oh, copy. Yeah, that's you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, sure. you get one of these in a single Razor Crest. So if you need them for more than one ship, your options are buy multiple Razor Crests. AMG likes that, um, or use a proxy if you're at a league night enduring alt arts coming soon uh <laughs> you need a lot of those potentially. yeah so uh so yeah a couple of new cards we'll see how they end up shaking out but yeah that uh that seems super good somebody says card pack question mark i don't think this card was in the mandal was it wasn't it's listed on in. the mandalorian no. one nope this is Mando only. The Mandalorian pack covered basically last year's new cards, mm -hmm. not uh, not upcoming cards. Yeah. So there you go. Enduring. Uh, that's that's going to be on the table a lot. <laughs> well, my friends, this has been the 250th episode of us talking together. I know that you all haven't been with me since the beginning. But uh, it's good to have you here now, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So, we have Adepticon coming soon. We have points. Okay, check this out, guys. You know that, you know, AMG was like, end of February, end of February. So, there is a possibility that the next time we talk, we have the new points. We have the new rules. We have all the new objectives. Everything is released. Lucasfilm has come down from the heavens and handed it to us. Ooh, it's going to be crazy. And, and I'd this be week disappointed if we didn't get it by next cast. I'm last disappointed if we February. didn't get it today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I it's was okay. expecting we between tomorrow and Thursday because if at least... The Pride of Mandalore card pack is supposed to come out this Friday in the U.S. Mm -hmm. We would need points for it. Yeah. I mean, fingers crossed for Wednesday's Star Wars stream, right? On AMG's Twitch. Fingers crossed on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dion, before we go, though, I do have uh, one thing I wanted to get out to the community. Hit it. I want... Uh, a special thanks to a band called The Mammaltons, uh, who graciously blessed me um, with one of their albums I'm using for the YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. um, but if you would like to uh, uh, contribute, um, if you're like, well, I think my song's a little bit better than those, uh, I want to I hear your, uh, your band on the YouTube channels. Get in touch with us. I would love to hear what you got. There you go. There you go. And I mean, I'm I'm a fan of that as a as a musician, composer, writer. Mm -hmm. um, it needs yeah. a little bit of variety. Too many too many videos uh, have the same song. Um, <laughs> I want I want to get a lot more variety. Uh, try to get the community involved. 
uh, try to showcase uh, a couple uh, bands. Please send in uh, only um, music you own, please. Yes, please. Yeah, we we, we do we require the mechanical license for for I can it. Sing. So. I can sing a little. All right, and on that note, right, yeah. thanks for Scat watching. For us. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop, boop. All right, everybody, be smart, be safe, and we might be blasting off into new territories next week, baby. Gold Squadron. Man, if we don't get it, what are we going to talk about next week? I don't Pitchforks. know. Pitchforks. <laughs> How to use that pitchfork the most uh, effectively. Gold Squadron out.